Clyde Hayes in the garage. What's going on out there, people, man? We, once again, have another podcast coming at you, man. Hey, we have all kinds of people here. You know, y'all hear about us doing mead all the time. So one time, we're actually going to throw some mead together, and y'all get to watch us have a little bit on, on the show live, man. So y'all hang out. I got my good buddy. Let me go ahead and hit that back cam right quick where everybody can see what's going on. There you go. So I got my good buddy Justin right here beside me. And Justin bought a friend of his. I, I just met the guy. Go ahead. Tell you tell your name and everything. Give it. Give us your rundown. Oh man, my name's Hobbs. I'm from Southern Louisiana. Yeah. Baton Rouge, more more to be more precise. Uh, you know, I'm just a transient dude. I've been a transient dude. Yeah, really. I've been, <laughs> since I was you have a, a vehicle. Since I was a young age. I do now. And, uh, <laughs> I'm actually upgraded here recently. I got a Mercedes Sprinter van. Oh no shit! Big old king size mattress in the back. I got lights run through all throughout it. I'm working on getting some uh, some uh, what do you call them uh, solar panels on top. Solar panels. I can okay. Just go anywhere and do anything. I've uh, since I was a young age. I've been uh, you know just moving from place to place, working different shows and. Doing my own thing, you know? Oh, yeah. That were money-like. Exactly. <laughs> well, uh, Justin brought some cigars. What'd you bring, Justin? What is that? So, these are called Sweet Jane. Sweet and Jane. I got them at our local tobacco junction down there in Lindale. Yeah. And the thing on the back is Deadwood, South Dakota, where legions of denim and leather-clad riders descended for their annual celebration of life and freedom. Sweet Jane welcomes them all with her alluring aroma of easy-smoking taste. This one is for the road we travel, or sorry, for the road well traveled. Justin just gave a complete, a complete bio on there the company. Go. Yeah. Well, that's the road right the back of their tent, and it's really nice because it's got the uh, the side face for the uh, little, the uh, Dia de los Muertos with uh, some roses on it. Really pretty. I like that. Not gonna tent. lie, that's kind of what made me get it. I do like that tent. <laughs> Did you, you didn't, when you got the cutter, you didn't get the new cutter? I got bought new cutters. Uh, uh, yeah, I got a new cutter. Oh, I bought new cutters. I gave mine to our uh, mutual meat-making friend, uh, Josh. Oh. Oh, See, not beard Josh, but beard Josh. Yeah. Same person, he just shortened his beard (laughs) up a lot. Let me see that lighter right there. Lighter right there? Yep, perfect. There you go. There you go. But, uh... He uh, he was going. Him and uh, another associate of ours were heading to a cigar lounge up in Mineola, and couldn't find his cutters. He should have come by here. I got a bunch of cutters. So I told he asked me because at the time I was still smoking pipes, and he uh, couldn't find his. That is a nice cigar. Y'all check the cigar out. That is a nice. Now it's got a little paper on it. That's a nice cigar. Good yeah. job, Justin. I actually bought uh, 12 or 13 cigars the other day yeah. just for this. And uh, they're pretty good. So, being as there might be some people that's on here that doesn't know Justin Smith, do you want to fairly give yeah. give, give your introduction? No, nah, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> uh, yeah, if y'all have ever seen the uh, the other fat guy with the, but the, you know, I'm the one with the hair walking around this town that has a kilt on, that's me. Justin, uh, Justin will be the uh, other, the other Scotsman running around with a kilt on. That is funny, definitely even true. At the first Monday, if I'm describing you, yeah, it's the guy in the kilt. That's and that is you can't I miss it. You really can't. That is a good marketing platform. Uh, yeah, it really is. But no, so I run a, a local company here with uh, my little sister, my mom, my girlfriend, mm-hmm. and we do apothecary, handmade medicines, mm-hmm. candles, bath products, crystals. 
all of the metaphysical stuff one would need for a pagan lifestyle, i.e., non-Abrahamic. Yeah, right. and well, actually, so do Christians. We're not. We don't discriminate. No, I don't no. care what your profession or preference is. I'll sell you whatever's in the tent. And Hell, you come up with the right amount, I'll sell you the fucking tent. <laughs> <laughs> and you've done pretty good, man. Not bad. In y'all been in business what a year? Yes, a year. The last show at first Monday, so January's last show that was uh, just had was our year marker. And at about six months in, the company was. I mean, we're not you know rolling in money. But the company is able to pretty much, on a monthly basis, sustain itself. And normally you're we ain't cutting checks for nobody yet. But. <laughs> <laughs> normally you're you're located your main venues there in Canton at First Monday Trades Day, where we make most of our money at is First Monday Trades Day. But we do sell through Facebook yeah. and everything. We're partnered with a uh, young lady named who goes by the handle Madame Macab mm-hmm. on Etsy. Uh, former gothic model, really nice lady. Her name's London, and she sells some of our products. And then all of our products, for the most part, which we're getting ready to install an apothecary in Ben Wheeler. Mm-hmm. There is another young lady named Mandy, and she runs the Blessed Bee in Ben Wheeler, and she carries all of our products. She also carries a lot of other creators and everything like that. And at the new market that's coming up in Tyler, the Pagan New Moon Market that yeah. happens every month now. Uh, they actually carry our products there as well because Mandy takes her stuff down there and brings some of ours. And y'all are also going and out and doing different venues, correct? We're London told us that there was a possibility either she can start carrying more of our products because she just got juried in at the TRF at the Texas Ren Fair, mm. or there may be a slight chance that we may be able to start the jurying process after the current. CRF that's getting ready to happen. Okay. Didn't y'all do an event in Oklahoma? Yes, we were at the Hebner Rune Festival. We did really well up there. Which is one of my favorites. If y'all watched me or heard me talk about it, I love Hebner. It is a very beautiful park. It is literally up the side of a mountain in Oklahoma. Correct. For those of you who don't know, yes, there are mountains (laughs) in Oklahoma. It's not all flat. (laughs) Just most of them. (laughs) Same thing as Arkansas. Half flat, half mountains. Correct. But you've been doing good, man. Yeah, I've been I've been bad. paying attention, yeah. watching. You got your beard growed out, your hair's growed out. Yep. I've uh You're the Yeah. You're the heathen Jesus know. walking around here sometimes. Very much no. <laughs> but but you have you have done very well and I like to think we've helped a lot of people. Yeah. And that's legitimate for for me. Mm-hmm. That is legitimately what it has come down to. I've got a lot of uh I've got a lot of red in my ledger, as I like to say, that I've got to balance out. Yep. So, I got a, I got some debts that got to be paid back. Yeah, and and we'll get into that because I I I've had you on this podcast before and have you on the live feed and, and yep. we went over a little bit of your story and I really want you back now that I got the uh it's right there that that we have the audio back and I say that and we're gonna pause in a minute so I can cut and make sure our audio is good because we got three different mics right now. And even though, I mean, I'm natural. I mean, I've been doing this shit too long. I'm natural on my mic. I'm always conscious of my mic, but I'm looking at your mic over there and I'm thinking, and I'm watching it and I'm thinking maybe you're picked up off of his mic. No, it's got to go down. It's not up. If you notice, I talk through the side of it. Yeah. Yeah. But no, no, it's not you. You're not going to be able to get much more on that. You, you, uh, (laughs) 
This that's how you know Justin's done good this last year. His belly's gotten bigger, and he's not getting closer to the table. And I like what you got on. You got and the I'm gray actually, version. Oh, dude, yeah, Carhartt. Yeah, I've yeah. got the uh, the brown the my, brown uh, version brown of Carhartt's on. And I got the I've got the my black. bad weather clothes on. I'm actually wearing pants. It's cold enough for me to dress like an adult. I'm not wearing uh, pants and not feel like I'm gonna have a heat stroke. I'm not wearing pants. I got my uh, <laughs> thermals on, and there is no pants underneath this. Well, I mean, I've got well pants. I'm actually wearing adult clothes. Oh, I'm I got you. Shorts. Yeah, he's not wearing shorts. <laughs> Looks like so. a big ass bear, don't he? <laughs> we well, all we all can't be uh, we all can't be petite. Some of us gotta you know balance out the other side of this I hemisphere. Understand that? <laughs> oh, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't think I've ever been petite in my life. What no, no, I haven't. <laughs> My back is bad just from growing too fast. Yeah, there you know. No, there ain't no, like, How old are you? I'm, t- I'm 29 now. 29. You know? You're young, house. Yeah. I yeah. mean, Justin's not old either, but I mean, he just, he, he lived life, yeah. I guess is what oh, you no, said. I, I am 37. <laughs> I am 37. The few white hairs, because as a redhead, I don't go gray. I just go straight to white. Right. Uh, the few that I have, I have earned. Every damn one of those yeah. motherfucker, and they are a badge of honor as far as I am concerned. <laughs> I'm finally getting white hairs in my beard because it's half red and half black. You can't see it in the without the light showing, but it's partially red. And man, I'm getting white hairs, and my girl just will not let me get rid of them. She said, Dad, she'll kick my ass, I swear. Yeah, my my wife loves the shit out of my beard right now, and it's 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 not got to the length I want it yet. I mean, I've been grooming it, using the beard oil and everything else, and uh, the beard wash and the beard conditioner, and I, I'm loving it. I mean, oh yeah, I enjoy the shit out of my beard. A bald man can grow something. I'm happy. I'm telling you right yeah, now. Next time I'm around, I'm on, I'm gonna bring you some beard oil that my buddy makes. It's uh, so he's been a tattoo artist for years and years and years, and owns a tattoo uh, yeah. parlor out in uh, Southern Missouri, out in the Boot Heel. Name's Havoc. Uh, he does uh, tattoo um, uh, conventions across the country, uh, and he created his own uh, skin aftercare called Wicked Fast. Okay, because it heals your skin wicked fast. I got. You. I've used it for bug bites. I've used it for rashes. I've oh, used no it shit. for tattoos. I've used it for literally any skin condition that I've ever had, and it helps. Oh, I've okay. had it made in my kitchen because it's made in the Missouri boot heel, either at my house or at his house. Okay. Well, he decided, and my partner decided to make a beard oil because she's a mm-hmm. uh, licensed apothecary and okay. a, uh, an aromatherapist. Yeah. She decided, and they decided to make a beard oil called Wicked Fast Beard Oil, and it is a Tennessee honey whiskey infused beard oil. So you get that nice honey flavor, and or not honey flavor, but honey honey scent in your oh, beard. Oh, I you know. Your thing. Man, you see this. Mm-hmm. I have not had anything make this more shiny and more nice than that beard oil. It's well, crazy. that's good, man. I mean, I'd like to try it. I'll I got, bring you some. That's what I got going on over there. That's my yeah. beard oil, and it's infused with honey from the backyard. Really? We have bees in the backyard. Oh, yeah, dude. I'd like to try that. Yeah. I love so, trying you, you can stuff. before we're done. This is just stuff yeah, that, so, yeah, he's part of our company, so I always use it. But, like, man, I'd love no, to hey, try it. No, hey, I where we get all of our bee-related stuff yeah. from. So like That's, the bees that end up in the spell. So as we're doing this, you're going to get, uh, we're trying some meat out. This is not, and I'll let you try my meat as well. Yes, please. But uh, I brew <laughs> 35 gallons, 36 gallons on the other side of this wall of mead right now. And uh, it's all 
I think eighty five percent of it's from honey in the backyard. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. His his bees just sit there. Oh, I'll let you try so, some. Uh, as a transient, as like someone, I, so I do different Renaissance festivals, mm-hmm. pagan festivals, music festivals across country. That's mm-hmm. what I do for a living. Whether it be stage handing, running food. Uh, doing sales in any capacity, whatever. That's what I've been doing for the past few years. Gotcha. Um, and I've gone to so many pagan events and so many people make mead. So I'm always, always interested in trying new people's mead. Well, I can show you, I'm not, I'm not going to, uh, put myself too, too high on a pestle, (laughs) but I have quite a few awards with my mead and, uh, we have numerous, but I, my meat is an old recipe that my granddaddy gave me. Oh, see, that's the best one. And it, our tagline is that it will make you see your ancestors. Oh. And uh, numerous people have uh, asked me if I put shrooms yeah. in my meat because it will fuck you up. Well, I'm an avid user of mushrooms. <laughs> I, as, a, as, a, as a pagan and as somebody who practices magic myself, mushrooms are, are definitely one of those things I use in a meditative capacity. Any kind of psychedelic I like using in a medica- meditative yeah. capacity to really like get into you know, everything. And yeah, no, man, I'm, I'm all about trying different... Oh, it doesn't have shrooms in it. It, it know, doesn't. You, I do have a recipe. I do have a recipe, but I've never recipe. used it. I... I you know what? If you ever decide to use it, let me know. I'm about that life. I, I, I do have a recipe. I've not used it. I'm a big fan it. of wine. I'm a big fan of mead. I see uh, you brought your, uh, your your little wine box. <laughs> when, when a man walks in with a box of wine, I know something's fixing to happen that's going to be exciting. You I'm know, just telling I'm, you. I'm classy. I don't drink cheap beer. I drink cheap wine. Yeah. Because uh, I'm classy. Uh, you know, uh, the, the Romani in me, man, this uh, this Franzia Chilbo Red, dark, you know, it's it's... It, it, I can drink it all day long. Hey, I might teach you something place. here. I don't know if I'm going to teach you something. So you see this kegerator right here? Yep. That's okay. Right so my brother and sister-in-law bought me that kegerator four years ago. Yeah. And it has the ability to, you know, put mini kegs in it. It's, it's got, a, I think, a Heineken mini keg in it right now. Ooh. But it has its... Uh, it has its own bottle that y- you could put your own stuff in there with. Right. And I have... Put that cheap, cheap jug wine yes. in it, and it carbonates it. And my sister-in-law, my wife, all the women that come here will empty that sucker out and say it's the best wine they've ever had. And if I don't ever tell them that it's cheap jug wine, <laughs> they wouldn't believe it. It's because of the carbonation yeah. and how cold it gets it. And it it makes it is something else. It makes right? it the champagne. It wine does, man. It makes it makes it exceptional. See, I want to try some meat now. Yeah, sure. I'm yeah, I want to try some meat. meat. I like trying some meat. So we got three, and these uh, these are from Four Brothers Meats. I'm guessing there are four brothers that make it. Uh, it's actually four military uh, brothers in that sense. Oh, brothers in arms, Brachi and Parusha. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, hit the mic. So let me move these around just a little bit. I got too much going on right here. You might as well smoke one of these on a cigar? Oh, no, sir. I do not mind. I just want to make sure. 
Ain't gonna be no product placement. It's not my brand, but you know. <laughs> Justin, Justin was definitely over there product placing. Oh yeah. Hey, look. You know what? The man goes uh, might get a check in the mail. You might get a check. It's, you never know. Uh, you never know. But I mean, yeah, you find something. <laughs> he good was, and you want to tell people about. Uh, it. Yeah, that's just how. So, it is. Corey, hey, we're back. So we're gonna let it ride with that, and of course we'll be back with up to a missed video just in case. I'm pulling all this shit out of the water now. <laughs> Alright, so let's go to host camera real quick. So, Four Brothers Mead, uh, they do a mead club. And basically, I spend 75 bucks, I think it's a quarter, and I get mead from them. They actually ship me mead, which is crazy. And we have a berserker, we have a mead with strawberry that's called Valkyrie's Descent. And then we have, which is the one I'm looking forward to, we have a Hand of Tear, which is a brochet aged in bourbon barrels. So I'm pretty fucking excited about that one. So not starting off with that one, because I want to say that one's last. You have a suggestion? Which one? Uh, well, I mean, clearly, I'm going to have to try this preserve first. Wow. <laughs> so... We have the cutter, maybe, because this one looks a little different. Like it might, they have their tops are, um, their tops are waxed, which I love. That's, nice. that's something I want to do with mine. Yeah. That's nice. And I got Sarah's corker. Have you seen one of it? Wrong. Watch this shit. All that, all that hard shit is gone. All electric. So I was trained to do wine presentation at a bunch of different, like, high-end restaurants, <laughs> and that would blow some people's minds. It wow. is something else. That's that's awesome. I uh, I bought that for her. I want to say a couple years ago, and uh, it's it's nice, especially when I'm not home and she wants to open a bottle. It's uh now I do love. So I've looked into doing this with my corks, yeah. but they're labeled Four Brothers Mead, and uh, that's not cheap. No, that's not cheap. They're doing good, and their story is really nice. I like their story. Here you go, pass it over there to Hans. Here's your one. Yep. Thank you. And of course, now this is the Mead with Coffee Berserkers. Oh. I like that. Let's go. Let's go. Oh, I can taste the coffee. Mm -hmm. I can taste I don't think I, I like it as much because I don't taste the back end, but I taste it's like they put coffee flavoring in it. Yeah. No, not a fan. No. I mean, I, I don't mind it, but it's like they soak the bean in it for just a little while. And it's just, I can, you can pour it and trash it, trash it. No, I'm going to finish it. Right. And I do have a lot of, and like you said, I don't, I'm not a big fan of the back end. The no. initial taste is nice. What do you think? I don't know. Yeah, that was, that was not me. Nah, that's a, uh, I mean, it's just, I just don't like it. <laughs> it's not bad. It's just 
I don't like it, and I'm trying to convince myself to drink it because I can't pour it out. I can tell you this much. (laughs) I have three bottles of their meat here now. If we don't like any of these meats, just to give them the benefit of the doubt, I'll go get some of their meat that I have on the rack that we've had before me. Yeah. We had that meat fest. And we'll we'll remember why these guys are good. Yeah. But we still got two to go. Everyone can't be a winner, but everyone has different tastes. We've all had we've all had bad meat. I've oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I've made some shit meat. (laughs) (laughs) I'll be honest. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Down it, Justin. Go ahead. You got like you feel like you were in your twenties. Nope. Yeah. (laughs) Because I'm not. Pretend it's a well whiskey. You got this. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> I don't drink like that anymore for a reason. Yeah, <laughs> and if y'all want to get some water to clear your palate, go for it. The cool thing about okay. it, it tastes better that third drink <laughs> than it did the. Well, no, I'm serious. Because like I've got, I had the taste of the cigar in my mouth and the black rifle and everything. Yeah. It was, was kind of. Fucking weird. I didn't clean my palate like I should. Okay. That's fair. And yes, I do know what that means. God damn it. I'm, yeah, not, a complete fuck, I'm not a complete fucking savage. See, if I'd, have known, <laughs> if I'd have known about all this, so I got a friend that makes uh, homemade pickled ginger that ah, she grows herself. This. Uh, and so I'd have brought that as a palate cleanser. But, uh, you know, I, I told you I got this in the house. I was going to make uh, some garlic bread with prosciutto uh, cheese and uh, fondue. I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> but it's sitting it's <laughs> on the counter. You told me seven earlier, then you said four o'clock or three o'clock you were in town. And I'm like, oh, all right. Yeah, right. Yeah. As a chef, sometimes you just don't want to. Y'all want to clean I, it? I will say this, and I'm not blaming Crystal. I am not blaming Crystal. No, you got here she earlier. Got, she, well, she got off work faster than what we were She thought she was going to be at work till one, two o'clock in the afternoon. She, they wound up leaving at like 10.40 because, well, steel was standing together. <laughs> oh, yeah. If there was ever a line to stop work. Yeah. When that's typically steel. when steel sticks together, that's when you stop. It's <laughs> definitely snowing in Texas right now. Is it, have you seen snow? Because I've not seen snow. I've seen ice. We've seen yeah. ice and sleet. Yeah, I haven't seen snow yet. So, so apparently the snow is coming. On top of the ice, uh, so therefore it is just going to be like sticky. Yeah. The I, next one is Valkyrie's Descent, mm-hmm. and this is mead with strawberry. I do love a good Valkyrie. Yeah. You got a small little shot glass. Go ahead. See, I've got my energy drink. It's very citrusy. It just takes the flavor of whatever's in my mouth right out. <laughs> and I'm not going to do as big as shots. And I, I could have brought the shot board out, but there's only three of us. Yeah. You seen my shot board? No, I haven't. They're uh, they're on their own. Claude's very crafty, especially since he got his new laser pointer. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's new really well done. Nice. That's Hobbs. That's yours. This is mine. So Go. this is Valkyrie's Descent Mead with Strawberry. I like the smell of it for sure. The smell. I'm still smelling cigar on my hair. It does have a nice smell to it. Oh, that's very light. Like you don't get that initial hard like need taste as soon as you gulp it up. Then again, to me, it tastes like the main meat with strawberries. Yeah, and not even ripeness, honestly. Yeah. But I, I wouldn't mind that. I like a, a tart strawberry. 
Now, I'm fine with the tart strawberry, but like when you say strawberry mead, I'm thinking like that sweet strawberry. Oh, Just I've made some water. strawberry mead, and uh, it did not taste like that. That's fine. I like lemon. I know. I should let you. That's how I drink my whiskey with a little water and lime. <laughs> okay. Now we're the one I really want to try, and I hope it is going to be good. And this, of course, this is commercial meat. I mean, they're 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 growing, but this is considered commercial meat. Right. And this one is gonna come up easily. There we go. Now, there are various different types of meat, but like like I said, doing different like Renaissance festivals, pagan festivals, music festivals. I've tried all different kinds of meat, yeah. everything from savory to extra sweet to whatever. And these are not nearly like even the one that I dislike the most is not as bad as some of the meats I've tasted. Um, it just it's all really dependent on your flavor, um, yeah, your flavor profile that you like. Like we had a uh, when I was at Keebler. Uh, we had that meat tasting after we got back, and uh, I got the Thegla one, the, the Egyptian one. Mm, right. was very, yeah, the bottle is right there. Nice. <laughs> it's, uh, it was the guy actually did the research okay. and got and found an actual recipe for um, a Thegla and Egyptian meat. And it was it smells really beautiful, yeah, it smells spice, and everything. So, oh, see, oh, that's nice. And this is the one that was in the bourbon. Yeah, now. this is um, this is oh, Rocher aged in bourbon bourbon. It's called the End of Tear. I can tell it's got it, so it's got this like pale taste to begin with, and it's you, you barely but on the aftershock, bro. That that that's a real meat. It's not nice. bad. That is not bad. It doesn't it's taste nice. like a meat to me. Except I'm gonna tell you who's meat it tastes like. It tastes like the boys. Tastes like John. His, tastes his, like John. his his whiskey meat is he called whiskey meat. <laughs> Maybe that's well, why I like it so much because like, uh, I'm a big whiskey drinker. So that's that's nice. Josh has several different meats he makes. He's got a rose hip one. Okay. Uh, no, a rose and hibiscus. Yeah. And it is really good. Like not chilled. It's it's good. If you chill it, it completely unleashes the hibiscus smell and flavor, and it is amazing. Oh, nice! And he's also got one that he calls a whiskey meat because he ages it like, like whiskey, like whiskey. Yeah. He actually gets the oak pieces and everything that you can buy from like oak barrels and right. everything like that. Toasts it and <coughs> ages it with that in there, so it it turns out more like a whiskey. Plus, he makes high content meat like Klein does, so it That's it reaches out, and smacks you in the face. <laughs> <laughs> Since we're going to uh, talk meat, new meat, I might as well bring out. Because why not? Because why not? Because why not? Oh, this one. But mainly because, I mean, I just gave this guy three different meats. To me, none of them equal up to what I think it should taste like. They weren't bad. I like the last one kind of yeah. more than I do the other two. I like it. That's really of nice. these three, the one we had at that tasting you did was really good. Of I these three. Of these three, the last one, the hand of tear, I really like. And you know, you gotta be careful about the hand of tear. You know, get a wolf's mouth somewhere, right? So this, uh, those were chilled in the ice box. 
this has been chilled out here in your frozen ass garage. <laughs> I mean, that I am see, for some that ain't cigarette smell, guys. Yeah, <laughs> it's cold. Come on, bring your glasses back to where. I'm sorry, let me get a little bit of water in there. These kids in the gate out there. And I'm going to do you all right. Just that's their job. I know what this tastes like. Well, I mean, obviously, you, you know it's good. So, yeah, let me, let me out. <laughs> And of course, this is our regular honeymoon. Okay. Traditional in all the scents and brewed in the sense of our grandfather. Scotland. That's amazing. Oh, that is exactly what I'm going to do. Oh, shit. <laughs> that's what I want out of a honey like me. That's that, that, that is straight out of that. Yeah. I can remember what that's fantastic. Know each other, what four and a half years? Four and a half years now. Nope. One of the first times I came over to Clyde's house, I literally came over, was still kind of you know screwed up and everything. And one of the first things Clyde gave me was some of his beef because mm. we had we had met a couple of times at different places, kind of haphazardly, and he mentioned that he made meat, and so I finally you know. Decided to try and start being social and drug fast. <laughs> the whopping, you know, mile and a half. Not even. Right. <laughs> yeah, no. Not, <laughs> not even. It's it's maybe half a mile. Like, we walked to we walked down from your house. I was like, oh, we're already here. Okay. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> so I, it's you know, that we live. less than a yeah. football field away. Exactly. That's all I'm saying. Uh, but uh, no, I came down here. One of the first things Clyde gave me was, was this meat. And I made, I tried making meat a couple of times. Right. Same. And I'd had a few other people's meats and everything like that. But when I got to taste this one specific, just traditional, straight honey mead, mm. <laughs> that was what I had been looking for on my entire journey. <laughs> See, I've traveled to a bunch of different pagan festivals. And honestly, there's always a heathen camp that makes meat. Several of their members make meat. This is exactly what I expect in anyone's meat that like is actually good. This you is should uh, see the horn that goes that that meat goes in. Oh, I bet. yeah, no. I bet. Yeah, it, it we're will. if we're drinking yeah. out of that, these cameras are coming <laughs> off. <laughs> I'm throwing that out right for that's now. a whole other level. We're not, we're not pulling a horn out, <laughs> but that it's not time to go ready. A horn will take a bottle and a half. Yes, what. Bottle and a half. It is a traditional. Yeah. It is. Uh, it is has rooms all over it to uh, to give it a little bit, and uh, it it does its job. I have uh, I have rode the train multiple times with that that horn in my hand, and uh, it, it's something else. But this is I, I do make. I won my first award over there with a traditional uh, mead. It was a black cherry. Yeah. Oh, and it was <laughs> delicious. And actually, behind here, I have a um, I have a black cherry brewer. I have two blackberries. No, two blueberries. No, excuse me. Let me think what I got. Oh, yeah, listen. I, I have, have sheets in front of me. <laughs> I have a black cherry. I have a blueberry. I have traditional honey mead. I have 
a cinnamon, and then I have a cinnamon spice. The difference between the cinnamon and cinnamon spice is I ground the cinnamon up on the cinnamon spice, which is a whole different way than I've ever made it. It's a lot more cinnamon. Yeah, yeah so there's more surface. Mm -hmm. Correct. Yeah, there's more surface. Here. And so. I have what's called a cemetery. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> it's really interesting when I tell you the story. Oh, please. But I'm not going to tell you the story first. Oh. First, I'm going to let you try. Well, yeah. We're going to finish that bottle. Mm -hmm. That's good. That's, <laughs> I, I assume no. I didn't want to be rude. You know what I mean? Well, this <laughs> is Hayes Clan Honey. So open your stick up. Oh yes. Just will show you how you do it. Oh, I'm I'm familiar with a honey stick. Now stick it inside. Oh, don't go too far. Just a quarter. There you go. Now spin it inside. There you go. That's good. I'll get you taste. Pull it out. Just now, gave you some sticks too. Yeah. Oh, oh, you got her stuff. There you go. Tell he, me what you think. He's being polite, not getting his cigarette here. Uh -huh. <laughs> that is what this oh. is made. <laughs> I want that in every glass of tea that I've ever had in my life. Well, the fun part is, is they feed off of Sarah's plants. And they feed off of a lot of the other plants around here. But there is a pear tree behind Mom and Dad's. There are two peach trees in my backyard. Three blackberry vines. There are peach trees in your backyard. Yeah. In the year I've known you, you've never. I can't get them to fruit. It's a year this month, by the way. Yeah, I can't get them to fruit. They won't fruit. They'll blossom and everything. They'll start to develop small fruits on them. But a week after they develop the fruits, the fruits break off and just disappear. I hate it. So do I. These are my favorites. It's, it's very annoying. And I hate it. <laughs> my side has planted them specifically <laughs> so I can have fucking peaches. That might not be there. You might have four at the end. Oh, there it goes. Yeah, mine almost did. Right. You got your second stick? Because we don't, we don't no, cross do. it. Oh, no. Too many people come in to, to try this on. I actually avoid things like the plague. <laughs> not like most people. So this is just regular Aceland. That's year 2021. That other one up there is 2020. No, that's 2020. That's that other one 2021. Okay. Now you're gonna have to pour on that one. Yeah, this, this is that. Now um, look at that honey. Ooh, oh, look at that honey. Oh, it'll, it'll come out. That's a black ass honey. That that's now that I, I am not gonna warn you about this honey before you take it. Everybody else, I will. No, no, that's fine. It'll come down there. Like molasses. Here, I got you. I'm not going to make you hold this bottle. It'll, it'll come down. Yeah, the last thing I'm not going to warn you about that, honey, just like, because of the stuck. things you've told me before. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to let you have a little bit. Then I'm going to tell you the story. We're, we're just going to wait. It's a little cold out here. It so. is a little cold. And that honey is thick as shit. Oh, no. yeah. Oh, there it goes. Oh, there it goes. It looks... I'm not gonna tell you what it looks like. But no, no, no. Yes, please. Here. Just like up to the finger. So a couple fingers. Yeah, a couple fingers. I'm trying to make sure I'm good to you know, try all the meat. I, I uh, definitely well, can't do box right of now. wine. I mean, I got a lot of meat. <laughs> You've not seen the meat rack, have you? No, I have not. 
Like, there's a wall of meat and wine in my living room. Yeah. You get some? I'm 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 close. It's, it's almost enough. there. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Now it's touching it. Oh, we're getting a little. I'm getting a little hungry on there. Okay. Pour in a little bit of water and let it clear his palate before he gets it. There we you go. Let a little cork on there. Yeah, it's nice. I really do. That's a nice little like you know, yeah circular cork. I like that here. Glad here. I don't want all glad getting bougie and shit. Uh, you in know, the words of Gentry, try, try. Now in Zen Buddhism, uh, bougie means someone who just gets it. Someone who just goes with the flow. So uh, I'm, I'm I'm cool with being bougie. <laughs> what do you taste? What do you what do you what do you tasting? A little bit of lavender. Okay. Does it taste like honey? It honestly doesn't. I'm 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 trying to I'm trying to discern the the, the palate of flavors because I'm usually pretty good at that. Yeah. Like honestly, like, I'm, really I'm a chef. I'm right. a dietary <laughs> chef. I've, I've done a whole lot of things with flavor. But what do you think, Justin? That's the first time you tried it. Yeah, I didn't think you were going to try. No, I I knew where okay. it came from. I know the story. I'm definitely going to try. But but I need to know the palette of flavors I'm tasting so, here. This is amazing. So oh, for me, I'm surprise you. So for me, uh, the way a lot of my things work, it's it's through smell and it's through a feeling and a memory and a sense. And mm. if you've ever been gone from East Texas. For a long, long ass motherfucking time. I was gone for over a decade. Correct. When I came back, the first time my ass hit the piney woods again, mm-hmm. it was just that sense of home. That's what you get from that hike? That that sense of the oak and the pine and the iron ore and just that solid foundation that I've always had here because I grew up here. It was it's just kind of that memory of just coming home for me. Yeah. You definitely taste like iron. Yeah. That's that's something that is a thing about your magic. You taste like iron. Let me make sure I turn the volume off. Okay. He's definitely from here. So let's go to display right quick. So everybody can see what we're seeing. If, if y'all are not watching this, I'll post this on the uh, website. But if you look up at the screen, Hobbs, you see this? Yeah, I definitely see it. Okay, that's where that honey comes from. What? Yeah, it's an oak tree. I, my wife got called by, oh, my wife got called by her cousin, elderly gentleman, that there was, they cut a tree down. In the mm. middle of a cemetery. In the middle of a cemetery? <laughs> this is good. They cut an oak tree down in the middle of a cemetery. Correct. Cool. It was rotten. Okay. And the tree was hollow all the way through. And full of bees. And needed, they needed the bees gone. And I have seven boys. Mm. And uh, my youngest, youngest, so I got two this six months apart. Okay. My youngest, youngest, he helps us with the bees. All the boys actually help the 
things, but he helps more than the others. My wife does a big part of this. So we suited up, took a chainsaw, went out there, and it's like this tree that everybody saw a second ago is laying on the ground, and we see the bees. So we walked up and we cut that first notch out and immediately saw bees. Turn around and we cut another notch and you see where that big piece is out there. Yeah, right. That's the all that tree, that section of that tree is in the backyard right now. I'll let you smell it before you leave. It's some of the most gorgeous wood you've ever smelled. Please and thank you. Let me let me phrase it. All of it except for that piece that's missing. One of those pieces is at my mother-in-law's house. She wore it. I'll tell you the story about that in a minute. But we went, we cut this this tree, took the hive out. The hive was dying. There was no new growth in that hive. There was no <coughs> uh, baby bees being born. Right. But it was full of bees, full of honey. I took probably four gallons of honey out of that hive. Right. Boxed them up, went back the next day, picked the bees up. Pick the hive up. I mean, pick the, the honey yeah. up, pick the wood up, brought it home, put it in the backyard, and put them in a box. The queen died. Oh, no. The queen was old. You could tell right off the bat. Right. And you could see on the hive that they, she was not producing anything. Right. So she didn't make it. So we put the bees would not go in the hive. One piece, that actual piece right there where you see that notch. Yeah. That piece was cut long, so it was like half a piece of the wood. Right. They all went up in there and set them. So we put that piece on top of a hive box. It's in the backyard right now. All the bees went up in there. And they're still alive. No queen. I opened up. So we have a tarp over the top because of the weather. Open it up, and I have video. Open it up, and I'll show you the video in a minute. Open it up, and inside, fall of bees like this, still. With no queen. No queen. Darkest honey I've ever seen. We call it the cemetery honey. And it's, I have, am brewing. There is six gallons of cemetery mead behind this wall right now that's been brewing. It's going to brew for a year. Yeah. And then for another year, it's going to sit in oak cast. And I've already sold two. You see that bottle up there? It's the front right here. No, 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 right here. Right bottle. Oh, yeah. That's that bottle. I'm selling those for, I priced them at $140 a bottle. I've already sold two bottles. And it's not even in the bottle yet. Because of the store. Right. Everybody's like, these are fucking people's souls in this honey. There is something weird about this honey. Something not real about Look, this honey. Now, Those this is triple the drawing. This is us cutting it down, and that's us pulling the honey out. And you guys are listening on the podcast on the audio. I'll, I'll make sure we post this. But that's that's what's dropping. Wow. And there's like so much honey and so many bees in there. The fact that they're still producing without a queen is absolutely ridiculous. You see that? Yeah, that is, that is crazy. But let me show you the bees. Let me actually show you what's in the backyard right now. So I have a folder that's just this. If I can find that folder real quick. Uh, Which guys, cemetery was that? That was in Ben Wheeler, Texas. That explains it. Oh, yeah. That explains a lot. <laughs> well, no, I'm saying that explains why it takes like 
Yeah, nah. that's the top. <laughs> so I, I've jumped to, let's see, do I got, I got one session. Just bring it back in. So that that's us when we first arrived up on the tree. And then that's the, the tree itself. So it's cutting it. The bees inside the tree. You see all the bees on the back, put them right. in a the box, put them back the next day. You see all the bees on that log right there? Wow. Wait for it though. Wait, because this and you see that's how long that's how big the hive was. Yeah, right. That's how much of a tree I had to put out. Most of that tree. That's the honey. That's me pouring it down. And that's it brewing. That's the bees. Wow. And there. That's. They're zombie bees, bro. Yeah, no queen. They're damn zombie bees. Well, and what we're thinking is maybe. Up in that that knot that was in that tree, there was something that they because they can make a queen. Yes, they well, can feed it yes. raw honey, and I don't know where they're getting their raw honey at. But that look at maybe it was left over from the former no, queen bee. I don't know. It's 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 truly uh, crazy to us what's going on, and they're still in the backyard right now. I checked on the other day. They're still. Let me let me jump back on this one so everybody can see what we're looking at right quick. That's it right there. You see, that's us looking at it, and I'm feeding them. I'm feeding them sugar water, and then I'm feeding them uh, a, a bee food. Hell, maybe they consider you their queen. My queen's definitely more than enough for all of them. Not met my wife. She's she's exceptional. Yeah, Sarah is one of. One of the few people I actually can, one of the few females I actually consider as a young mom. And my wife is, is extremely exceptional. For me to consider that, that's what I consider you on the, uh, is a big thing for me. Oh, yeah. For me to consider sure. you on, the, on almost the same level as my own mother, that's a thing for me. Like, okay, good. Yeah. And she's, uh, she had to work from home today. And uh, she, Text me earlier while I was out here. I was streaming while I was renting. Okay, so she uh she turned around. She said, "I need something sweet. I have a headache." Like, what the fuck is sweet? <laughs> headache got to do with something? We're gonna die, babe. What the fuck do you mean you need something sweet? So uh, she's having she's having processed sugar with milk. yeah no sugar. <laughs> so I ran to Brookshire's and got her. So she wanted brownies. Got her brownies. Wasn't sure if I got the right brownies, so I brought brownie mix just because I gotta make brownies. Oh yeah, just in case. And uh, then she texts me and says, I'm out. I'm taking a nap. The queen of naps. Definitely fucking queen of naps. <laughs> but she's uh she's taking a siesta right now and uh she's tell you how you wouldn't if she you were not here when she got up. But uh yeah. So what do you think about the meat? Man, that the meat is fantastic. I I finished my second glass, that's all I'll say. <laughs> I'm I'm definitely fucking feeling there's something about the recipe that my granddaddy passed down to me that I feel all the way through my goddamn bones tonight. Yep. Um, so, weren't, weren't you and I having this conversation about that specific recipe once? Yes. Like, it is the yes. recipe your family brought oh, yeah. from Scotland. So, my ancestors, and me and my wife, when we got married, we had a hand fasting here in Texas. Right. And then, uh, 
it was a half Christian, half Eden ceremony. Okay. And because she's Christian. And then we honeymooned in Scotland for a week and a half, almost two weeks. And we had another half basket, the old Galliac tradition, above Loch Ness. And uh, it was exceptional. The whole trip was exceptional. The wedding was exceptional. Oh, One of the most gorgeous weddings that I've ever seen, much less participated. We had backpackers. We had fucking kilts everywhere. Oh, I mean, yes. mead. I brewed so much mead for that wedding. And what's funny is, uh, my wife does uh, weddings on the side. Okay. And that's our plan. We're just going to build a, uh, we buy land this year and build a big house and then turn around and build a big wedding venue, like a big Viking hall. Oh, yeah. And have Scottish schools and Clydesdales and shit like that to, to incorporate in it. And at the, uh, she did all this, but everybody before the wedding, because I had her make me a meat toast sign, mm-hmm. a sign that goes on the table, goes with meat. That says the toast. And of course, I'm posting some shit, excuse me, leading up to the wedding. And uh, everybody's coming up, clock. I'm not drinking the meat at your wedding. Oh, bro, you ain't got to drink meat at my wedding. Man, everybody got fucked <laughs> up. <laughs> Her brother, which told me, I'm never drinking meat at wedding, got fucked up. My brother bought a bottle. almost downed their <laughs> wedding horn full of meat. Yeah, my wife bought another. My wife bought another horn, which is our horn, right? To start our family, she brought a horn just for the the event. It's a new horn. It's a new tradition. Right. Incorporate both of our families together, and she said, "Claude, you can bring your horn, but we can't drink out of your horn at the wedding." (laughs) But the horn she bought is still a fucking. It's a full bottle. Good size. Yeah, it's it's a good size horn. My brother brought. A bottle that I gave because that's normally if I if I go to a wedding or hand passing, I bring me. Right. That's my gift. As or, of course, of, which is where me comes from, yeah. which is honey. It's, it's but I bring, and my I brought one to my brother's wedding. My brother brought that bottle of me to our wedding, and we got my brother got drunk so much fucking me he had to cool over on the way home and puke. Speaking of, so we had and you see over there those long wood poles. Those are for shot glasses. So we took all the podcasting stuff off this table and lined two of them up. And we had my mead, a buddy of mine that's got a meadery, a buddy of his that's got a meadery. He brought me, another guy brought me, and we had a meat tasting here oh, in the garage yeah. one night. It was like, it must have been I don't even know. 40 different, 40 different meads. Wow. It's a lot of meat, which yeah. is where this come in. So I had my second two youngest son running around with two of these. Keeping them topped off all the time because if you're drinking that much, and we're talking about shot glasses, yeah, you you hydrate all the way through the entire way. Us people that knows how to do drink did that. The other people that do not know general that were mostly clustered in that corner over there, they were basically turning shot after shot after shot down, not hydrated, and got fucked up. Those of us who drink in the old world tradition. You definitely hydrate. Definitely hydrate. Speaking of hydrate. So, tell us a little about your house. Mm. Man. Do the bard thing. <laughs> Man, since I was about 17, I've been a mom. Mm-hmm. I, uh, 
went back and forth. I've been in the transient life, uh, been homeless several times, uh, hop trains to get across the country. But, mm-hmm. you know, in the last few years, I found that I can find a community in the Renaissance Festival, Pagan Festival, Music Festival community just working. Okay. Uh, I'm a dietary chef. Okay. Uh, so I do chef things of all types, but, you know, if you have dietary restrictions, I can also accommodate for all those things. Mm-hmm. That really came into contact whenever my partner, I found out, uh, is allergic to pretty much everything good in food. <laughs> Almost. She's worse than Crystal. Ooh, Dude, that's saying something. Everything. That's everything insane. that you can imagine that's good in food, she's allergic to. Bacon grease? Nope. Oh, no. Me and her can get along. Yeah, then we're good. But uh, <laughs> gluten, dairy, soy, uh, almonds, oats, Does she have eggs. Huh? Is she a small girl? Oh, yeah. Do you have to be? Having all those restrictions, yeah. Oh, yeah. Gluten is what I mean. That's all your wheat. That's all your. So I decided to to learn. Physically, she's a tiny person. Oh yes, personality wise (laughs) and just presence. Oh dude, that 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 girl is about ten foot tall. One of the most hardcore (laughs) business women that I've ever met. Oh, that's good. Oh, fantastic for me. You know, I like you know my my big thing, strong women. No, about that life. No. Uh, yeah, so uh, I learned how to cook from my grandmother when I was two years old, and I just kind of snowballed with that, gotten into dietary cooking now. I do things cross-country. I um, Our family also owns Mid-American Glove Company. It's okay. a PPE company that's been operating since 1985. Okay. Um, we own a uh, apothecary called Simple and Natural. My partner is a uh, apothecary and a... Uh, which we carry uh, aromatherapist. Yes, actually, ancient past traditions carries a lot of her uh, aromatherapy roll-ons. Oh, that's cool. Uh, for back and, and forth. Joint mint as well. Oh, yeah, the joint mint. Yeah. Uh, it's an uh, ointment that we make that's infused with CBD that is... And magnesium. And magnesium. It's really... No, I, use it, I use it on my knees for, yeah. like, with the general kind of the low to mid-level aches. Yeah. Wonderful. Sure, Same with my back. taking magnesium for headaches. Some yeah. specific yes. kind of magnesium. Yeah, so one of our roll-ons is actually a magnesium migraine reduction, okay. uh, which does the exact same thing. It's magnesium with uh, a bunch of different uh, essential oil uh, mixtures that uh, relieve migraines, relieve headaches. I have migraines a lot. Actually, that's where the uh, the bridge piercing. Does that help with the migraines? It really does, actually. Really, I don't yeah. think she'll get the bridge piercing, but we went and had her, uh, what do you call it? Uh, uh, Yes. Oh, um, Mary Sweater. Yeah, yeah, but this guy has an actual name. And I took it to a tattoo shop and had it. And it worked for at least six months. She for did sure. not have a headache. Yeah, for sure. And they come back. Yeah. And it will happen. And I'm like, maybe we'll take my foot back in. I mean, I don't. Yeah. I mean, it's, you it's take almost one like a pressure I'll turn back on. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, what is it? Uh, the, the putting needles in people. Uh, acupuncture. Acupuncture. Yeah. Acupuncture only works for so long and you do it again. That's uh, super, so super cool. Is it? It's on her. She has headaches. Pretty yeah. right. Same, which is why this has really helped me That's in the cool. long run. Uh, you know, not only that, I'll take some clip-on sunglasses, wear an extra long bar, and just put them straight to my face. Uh, <laughs> I never have an issue with that. You're doing the old metric style. Yeah, you. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, so we run the uh, the Mid-American Glove Company uh, with her mom. We do Simple and Natural with me and her. All of it's, like I said, made in the Missouri Blue Heel, same as the, uh, same as the Wicked Fast stuff that we do. Okay. And, uh, you know, I've been cooking my whole life. So I do catering. I do back and forth. Uh, What's your favorite dish? Oh, man. My favorite <laughs> dish to make. <laughs> Ask your chef their favorite that's, dish. That's rough. Wow. So, okay. <laughs> it takes me back 
to my first dish I ever made, okay. uh, which is something my grandmother uh, taught me how to make, which was uh, chicken dumplings from scratch. Oh, okay. And so okay. I, I, I roll out my own dumplings with mm-hmm. a uh, with a, a, a okay. roller, I uh, rolling pin, I boil my own chickens, I make my own broth, mm-hmm. all those things, and I just make it together. And it, you know, some people call it kitchen witchery. I, I like to make things that make people feel like they are at home. Yeah. Like they're you getting the old cooks from their grandmother, yeah. from if, somebody. If you there. cook and you can't put your soul in it. Oh, yeah. Just I got stop. you in there right just, now. Just, food's one just of those ways stop. that people yeah. just show that they love people. You are exactly that right. You put love in your cooking, and that's really the main thing that makes it taste good. That is the culture in my dad's family is... We don't really say we love you a lot. Yeah, it's if if we actually can force that out, it means a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but how we do show our appreciation and show that we love you is we cook for you. Yeah. Yes, and if we if we cook for you, or we you know sit at table with you and eat more food, and come back and eat with you again, mm-hmm. that is kind of how we show and accept appreciation is through food. Oh yeah, and it is. It has led to a lot of really good things. Like my dad makes a uh, this eggplant parmesan. Mm, no, I think well, neither does he. Fried. He fucking hates it. That's the only way he'll eat it. No kidding. How's my make my it? brother won't. You know, I'm, fuck no, I don't know how to make that. Yeah. 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 Fuck no. Wow. He knew, he knew so that recipe while my ass was jumping out of airplanes. I didn't get to. I didn't get to find that one out. There you go. <laughs> Man, I like to fry my eggplant for when I'm doing eggplant parmesan. I like a nice crispy eggplant. Yeah. And even if it's no longer crispy, when I pour that parmesan cheese over the top, that parmesan cheese sauce over the top, it's just still crunchy and delicious. Oh, no shit. Yes. So what's what's the uh, what's the most, I mean, hey, I'm with you. I'm with you on chicken dumplings. But what is the most elaborate recipe you've ever made? Man. Most elaborate recipe yeah. is honestly probably my fried rice. Okay. Uh, so at the uh, fried rice was hard for me. At first Monday trade days, I used to uh, run a Asian Hawaiian food booth okay. where we would do fried rice, kalua pork, uh, spam musubi, things like that. And my fried rice, so although it is simple, it is not easy. Yeah. Because simplicity doesn't mean ease. No, not always. In any sense. Uh, so you take day-old rice, mm-hmm. you uh, throw it in a pan with, I use coconut oil because I like the fat content in coconut oil. Okay. It really binds all the things together. Um, and uh, you you add your own Asian sauces, seasonings. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't use vegetables in mine except for onions. Yeah. That's, you. It's a preference. Yeah. Correct. A lot of people, especially a lot of Asian people, use garlic mm-hmm. and onions mm-hmm. and as, their, as their main vegetables in a fried rice. Okay. Uh, and then you do that, but it, it's it takes so much technique to flip the rice, make well, sure that it. it's individual grains, all those things. That it really takes an elaborate eye to practice over and over and over again to really do the thing. Although it is very very simple, my wife. But what he lost now is the fucking pork that goes on that shit. Oh, is hickory smoked for twenty four fucking hours. Yes. Yeah. So my partner uh, lived in Hawaii for five years. Her ex husband was in the military and was stationed in Hawaii. And, you know, they say even in Hawaii, after five years, you're no longer a tourist, you're a local. So she decided during her time there that she was going to learn from every uh, home cook that she found out. Okay. 
and learn how to make glue of work. And we, like he said, we smoke it for 24 hours. It is uh, hickory smoked with a layer of salt. And I, I can I can pull the bone out of it with my fingers and never disturb the pork. I got you. In any sense. And yeah, that's, uh, you know, that's one of the things that makes it very... Uh, have you thought about doing uh, one of the food trips? We have. We've uh, we've got a food truck. Uh, ono Grinds is our uh, catering company and our food truck company that we do. Uh, and that's that's one of my passions. I'll, I'll make and I cater for anybody who yeah. wants a, a catering issue. Listen, um, unfortunately, at first Monday trade days, uh, market's a little saturated. Oh, it is. It wasn't uh, a really good platform to do my food. Okay. But I found multiple other venues where but everybody, everybody that tried his food. Loved it. Would never eat anywhere else. Exactly. Everywhere else. And I've done <laughs> catering. I've done catering all over, all over. Uh, actually, my last catering gig, uh, I'm not a huge fan or really know any of her thing, but Lauren Daigle, she is a, uh, yeah, I don't know either. Uh, she's a uh, big contemporary Christian artist. Okay. And uh, she came through my hometown, uh, well, where my base town is of Jonesville, Arkansas. And she uh, called us and asked us to do a catering event for her doing a concert. Okay. So after her concert, all of her crew and everything came out there, and uh, it was awesome. I brought my uh, brought my food truck out there, brought my tent out there, and just did a big solo mission of uh, cooking for all those people. Oh, cool. And uh, how many I got people to actually was it? cater? Uh, it was uh, eighty to ninety people. Oh no shit. Uh, yeah, and they uh, they paid me a lump sum, yeah. and I did the whole thing, and. Uh, it really got to take care of this band that had just performed in front of thousands of people yeah. at the FedEx Forum in Jonesboro, just thousands of people. And they just came out there and got to nourish themselves and come out. And that's really my biggest thing with cooking. I like to feed people mind, body, and soul. And the, the food that I make is full of love. Yeah. So Indeed. that's, you know, no matter what you're doing, you know, you're getting that love that I made. And at the time, I was doing Philly cheesesteaks oh, yeah. and hot dogs and hamburgers. But the Philly cheesesteaks were the bread and butter. What I, do you do with your Philly cheesesteaks? So I do fresh, uh, fresh cut onions and peppers. Mm -hmm. I do a uh, very thinly sliced uh, 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 ribeye. I do thinly sliced ribeye. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. I got a really good, uh, really good um, uh, dealer for ribeye meat, especially the thinly sliced, because they'll take any kind of meat. And the thing with thinly sliced of any kind of meat is you can't overcook it. Correct. You actually absolutely can't overcook it. And so I developed a way to cook it on the outside of the pan where it actually comes out medium rare to rare. Oh, so gotcha. I can make you a Philly cheesesteak with a mid rare to rare uh, uh, ribeye steak, thinly cut meat. That sounds good. That uh, is full of the nutrients and full of the uh, actual, like, uh, Things within the meat that are actually going to, you know, gotcha. nourish your body. And that's the biggest thing, you know, with being a dietary chef, I like to make sure that people are nourished, not just fed. Understood. Understood. And that's, that's kind of a hard thing with a lot of people. So, outside of the food truck, have you ever chefed in like a restaurant or anything? Oh, yeah. I've been working in restaurants since I was, uh, honestly, since I was 15 years old, working under the table, uh, washing dishes for oh, my yeah. first corporate restaurant. And I, uh, I worked through there. I've gone through myself through college as a sushi. Yeah, pretty much. I have, uh, I've, I've never been to culinary school, but I've worked in every single type of restaurant that you could possibly imagine everywhere from family dining and corporate to privately owned fine dining restaurants. Mm -hmm. I've, I've done all those things. I've learned from multiple chefs. I'm actually serving at a restaurant in Jonesboro, Arkansas called the Parsonage, uh, right now. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's a local restaurant out there. 
Okay. It's run by uh, the uh, couple that owns it. And the guy, uh, the, the husband of that couple is a uh, chef that was trained by an Irish master chef. Oh, gotcha. uh, and um, his name is Chef John Myers. And he is absolutely amazing. He runs the entire kitchen by himself. Yeah, that's 100% by himself. And they are only open for like three hours a day during the during the week and five hours during the weekend. Oh, no shit. And they do so much volume during those times that yeah. they can completely stay open and do their whole thing. And it, it's absolutely fantastic. That, that is. That's the life. I mean, everybody wants to, to have something like that. I mean, when I was when I was sous chef for Jackson York, Chef Jackson York, Chef Jackson York, Chef of the Year, what was it? Eight years ago? Jackson York? Yeah. Oh, Jackson yeah. York? Yeah. Yeah. I chef under him. Wow. Oh, man. He's he still, he still got it. And oh, I've seen, I want to say I've seen New Year's, first time in like a year or so, but he sent me pictures uh, recently. Like, it was back when I was going through college and I had my chef jacket on and I was with another suit chef. And he's like, hey, hey send your email. And I'm like, okay. It's got me young and thin and fucking arms with a shelf jacket on. And I'm like, hey, baby, look, see? I told you. Yeah. She says, that's not fucking cooking. You were just looking pretty. And I'm like, I'm <laughs> so outside of, outside of cooking, what else do you do? So, um, me and my family, the family I was really adopted into by getting with my partner that I have now, have owned Mid American Glove Company uh, for uh, since 1985. Uh-huh. Uh, so what, know, are they, what are they do? So we're the largest distributor for Cordova Safety Company oh, in the country. Yeah, yeah we're the largest distributor for them in the country. Okay. You literally can't get gloves cheaper than you can get from us. It doesn't make any sense. No. Um, we get safety glasses, we get hard hats, we get uh, safety vests, mostly gloves in the sense that, you know, we, mm-hmm. we get large in, inventory of gloves and everything. And yeah, we do wholesale, we I will sell you pallets uh, to individual gloves, whatever you got. Uh, and uh, all the industrial things that you do there. And uh, yeah, that's that's something that me and my partner are working on. And, and her mom uh, is the main owner of that. Um, and her mom and uh, her dad, who is uh, who died a few years ago, were the main owners of that. And yeah, uh, they've been at, uh, they've been at uh, First Monday Trade Days since well, 1985. Okay, it's been about 35, 40 years. Cannes pretty big. Oh yeah, yeah. Cool. I mean, Cannes been going on since well, 170 years, right? Yeah. About 170 years. 170, I believe. Yeah, and so they've been there for. About forty of those. The, the original swap, the original trading and swap meeting in the area was first Monday came out. Well, do you know how you know how it got started, right? Yeah. So, um, uh, first Monday trade day is one hundred and seventy years ago. Uh, on the first Monday of every month, the uh, judge would come in for the hangings okay. of uh, criminals and yeah. everything in Canton, Texas. All the traders, fur trappers, all the people that were out in the wilderness during that time would come into Canton because everyone gathered for the hangings yeah. for that Monday. So they would come in, trade, uh, sell all the things that they caught during the winter and during the, the, the throughout the year and sell that out yeah. during that month. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Everyone would stay for the hangings and then disperse out for the rest of the month. I got you. And that's 170 years later. Sure. 
Yeah, 170 years later, you got a 200 acre flea market. That's <laughs> uh, bigger than that. Oh, yeah. That's just the like. The city side is 200 acres. Yes. It's like almost, it's either almost a thousand or just over a thousand mm-hmm. if you count the Lewis side, Dog Alley. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, the, the mountain. Hill. Yeah, the mountain. Yeah, the mountain. And the I don't ever see what's on the there, it's mostly interior shops. And it's, That's because the mountain doesn't do shit. Yeah, it's getting. I believe it's getting closed down and rebuilt. But uh, that's actually, where, it's uh, getting sold. Oh, really? I heard. Uh, so somebody came to us uh, last month and told us that the mountain was being sold and they were looking and buying it. And my mentor and my person that like has been teaching me about business literally told them, "Don't buy that. You're not going to make any money." It hasn't made any money in years. Enjoy. But I like the taco shell. Yeah. yeah. That's like the only attraction. I do like the taco shell. Well, I mean, honestly, if somebody would go in and spend the money needed, because that's when all those fires happen. We were supposed to be like five million just to it, buy it. Honestly, yeah. But it's it's got such shot, haphazard fucking electrical and ah, such rundown gosh. buildings. Like last, last, well, the snowpocalypse that happened last year. <laughs> Uh, basically, that fire that happened there was because there were uh, transients that spotted in there, which they should have to stay alive. Yeah. Uh, but what, what I was told is uh, they were running a hobo heater, and some of the melted fat that was running the hobo heater got out and caught the floor on fire because it caught on fire, yep. and then it just spread from oh, there. Oh, shit. So I didn't hear the full story. I, I don't know if that's the fucking truth or not. That's that just that's, right that's the that's the first Monday rumor mill right there. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure it's got a rumor mill. I mean, y'all sit around there, y'all stay out all night drinking and partying while everybody goes home. Right? You know, you say that. <laughs> you I say like that, it. but we have we like to make it a little bit more PG. We call it family dinner. Yeah, right. <laughs> Do that on Saturdays, but yes, I do go to a few people's uh, bonfires after hours and listen to all the gossip and yeah. all the things. Yeah. As you should. No, so it is a live is it is a living, breathing entity that will forever, always in my mind, be the physical representation of a troll market. You're right. <laughs> You're right. If there ever was a thing other than the Baghdad Bazaar that I that I've seen, it is literally first Monday camp. First Monday Trace Day that literally embodies the concept of a troll market. You know what's crazy? Uh, at every single Renaissance fair that that, is, that that they have, every Monday. So Renaissance fairs only actually happen during the weekends. Mm-hmm. Um, but the people that live there and work the show live there throughout the month yeah. and travel back and forth to Transients doing different Renaissance fairs across the country. Every single Monday, there is a. Um, uh, there's a, uh, an opportunity for someone who's create, doing a breakfast for the people that live there. Mm-hmm. All the people that live there do a uh, bizarre bazaar with their stuff, with their individual items and things that they carry yeah. or whatever for a lower price for all the people that work at the rent fair. Mm-hmm. And it's very interesting because other than that, this is the only um, how, whatever. Other than that, this is the only uh <laughs> Bizarre, bizarre that I've seen that's anywhere like that. Okay. Uh, you know, hell, I bought a lot of my clothes and a lot of my pants and a lot of all the things that I wear from Bizarre, Bizarre at the Ren Fair. And uh, it's a lot like that at Canton. I, I've, I've told a lot of people if if it exists, 
Yeah. It's probably sold in Canada. That's yeah. definitely. That's Because, I mean, true. you've got, in the year we've been out there, I've ran into, I mean, we've got one of the original guys out there that was selling animal products and skins and furs mm-hmm. and minerals and crystals. It's John B. Croft. Yeah. And he's been a, a great help with us, kind of helping us get the lay of that particular industry. And uh, you've got him. And then there was a Native American uh, couple that were out there for a while. They stopped coming. And then after we started going out there and setting up, we found after this year, since we've been out there, we've found three other shops similar. There's no metaphysical witch shop, pagan shop, whatever you want to call it. There's none of them that are exactly the same. No, there's no. There's no. Uh, and we've found three to four others out there that have started after we started. Mm-hmm. And it's it's amazing. It's awesome. I love it. Because you can go and find anything there from now that we're out there selling all of our stuff and left-handed items, as some people like to call them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find anything from shotguns to pers- uh, to hexes and curses. Mm-hmm. And yeah. everything in fucking between that you can think of it. It's it is absolutely fucking amazing. And all the vendors out there pretty much have kind of an unwritten rule that you find people that are good people mm-hmm. and you keep them there. Oh, you, yeah. you try to encourage them to stay there mm-hmm. and to become a part of the culture at First Monday. And the ones that are just assholes and just real pricks, they tend to not come back and forth. Yes. Uh, because they feel unwelcome. And it is amazing as hell. Because the first month we were out there, we had a lot of a lot of the vendors that were around us come up and tell us, you know, give us advice saying, hey, look, don't get discouraged. This is your first month. You're on a bad alley, out of the way, a small tent with no signs. Yeah, you were down Junk Alley in the middle oh, of that. And they said, don't be discouraged. If you make anything, if you make a single sale, this month, you're good. Stay out here. Because when it gets better, it's going to get much better. Yeah. And that first month, I think we made between two and three hundred dollars. Two months after, you know, the next two months we slowly increased and slowly increased. And then once the weather changed, it was literally we 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 sucked it out through the, the three shitty months. And then that fourth month, it was like a neon sign. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We broke a thousand dollars in sales that fourth month. Cool. And it was mind blowing. It was absolutely amazing. And I honestly don't think had we not decided to start out at first Monday, yeah. I really don't think we would have even remotely succeeded or be at the point we are now. I wondered about that before when you were talking about what you were working on doing. And we talked about your website and business cards and everything else. I was wondering how that was going to work for you because I see the amount of people that go out there. I mean, it's a good venue. It is. And now that the new spot that we're in now, right there on that that road between Texas Best and the Upside Down Stand, the Fox Tower, people just go by. Like, a lot of people stop in and talk to us, look around and everything like that. A lot of people just go by. But the amount of traffic that you see come on those two roads and then the road that runs down beside us is 
mind boggling. Yeah. yeah. Foot traffic. Yep. And so we're right down the road from y'all, and uh, that's been the road for a long time that we've been on. And yeah, it's the same thing, man. Uh, people come through and just buy. Yeah. Just buy and buy and buy. That's good. That's first Monday has always been a y'all come hang out, uh, see everybody's not necessarily junk, but that's what it's also. I mean, it's just thought of hey, come see what see what I got. Yeah, and you find good deals out there. Oh yeah, five. Yeah. I've, I've I intentionally do not walk around first Monday. <laughs> yeah, no, I for specific anybody. reasons I don't walk around first Monday, and if I do, I damn sure as fuck don't carry cash. Yeah, nope. it'll do it to me. I have seen too much cool shit out there. <laughs> and the guy that's like off behind our left a little ways, yeah. his name's, uh, it's kind of funny. He's, his name's Boomer. Uh, yeah. And he legitimately goes by that. He sells a lot of antiques and everything mm-hmm. like that. And a couple months ago, he had a 1930s portable railroad pay desk that still had a paste of it. I swear to God, I thought it was Bank account. <laughs> no, I had to talk myself out of it because that was a lot of money. How much was it? It was over a hundred dollars, and that was a lot of money. <laughs> I so I hate buying shit for myself. I hate it. Yeah, you buy a lot of floor space and put more stuff in. Well, it's not even about floor space. It's not even about stuff like that. It is legitimately. I've always been that way. I hate spending money on myself. You can't. I will dump money. a fortune on other people. Yeah, but I fucking hate spending money on myself. If you can't tell, I'm not. Definitely not. I'll spend some money on myself. <laughs> so I don't know if y'all see in the front of this podcast station. I got a new bottle. You see that crystal skull up there? I do see that crystal That's skull. Dan I've been wondering about this. crystal skull vodka. Crystal skull vodka. That's Dan Aykroyd. Yeah, Dan Aykroyd owns crystal skull. I know. I've had crystal skull vodka, but that looks different than the other crystal skull vodkas that I that's, had. That's the one he sells, and I saw it recently. I actually listened to his podcast on Joe Rogan. I heard about it, and then when I went to the liquor store, I saw it, and I was like, I'll try this. Filtered through diamonds. Yeah. I'll <laughs> what? You didn't know yeah. that Oh yeah, man! Right? Yeah, <laughs> they filter their vodka through diamonds. Yes, no. and, he's <laughs> in, and I think he's a, I think he said it once or twice. I could be completely misspoken. I think they're that they range from like low to mids. I don't think he has very many high grade diamonds in it. No, I don't think so either. But they they did taste test and people blind study taste test people prefer. Their vodka filtered through diamonds, so they filter through diamonds. That's that's their deal. And it's Dan Aykroyd. So yeah, it's Dan Aykroyd. I mean, so, I mean, you why isn't it Crystal Skull Vodka? <laughs> I mean, why would there could have not been another name that they could have chosen? <laughs> it's Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> it is it is the brain of Ghostbusters. Yeah, right. right. I mean, it's the, well, I mean, Egon. He Egon. Died. He, he yeah. died. Or yeah. whatever. <laughs> But yeah, I recently heard him and I saw it the day after I heard him. I'm like, oh, okay. Because I was pushing. Because why not? Yeah. And I'm still a Tito's drinker, but I heard some stuff that's troubling me about Tito's. And I I had an option for sponsorship for this podcast with Tito's. And it's still on the table. But I'm trying some Dan I'm not mixing drinks with it. I did some Tito, I mean, some Dan Aykroyd, Christmas Girl Vodka shots. Uh And I'm not a, I'm a, if I'm going to shoot, I'm shooting Cabo. There you go. I'm a Cabo Wabo guy. Tequila. Yeah, tequila is my drink. 
Honestly, if I'm gonna shoot something, oh. it's gonna be either a like a good Irish whiskey no. or a good silver tequila. Because no. uh, I'd I'd shoot silver tequila, I mix gold tequila. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. I, uh, I don't top? drink tequila <laughs> for reasons. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Y'all got anything else y'all want to add to this before we wrap it up? Because I mean, it's been pretty interesting. We tried some meat, we told stories, we've seen. Uh, We've seen aliens, but we've seen some face ghostbusters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Turn that off so we can really talk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Other than, other than just, you know, come out first Monday, man. Have, yeah, have a good time. Like, try new things. I ran into a lady a couple of months ago, yeah. and she was a YouTuber, and she was from uh, Western Africa. I can't remember the actual country she was from. And, uh, she came out because somebody told her about First Monday. She'd never been. And they're from up the other side of Terrell. No. And she came out and she stopped at our booth because she saw a lot of our germs and stuff mm-hmm. hanging out and asked us a bunch of questions. Yeah. And we told her, I was like, honestly, I told her the story about when I was a kid, there was a guy that was literally trying to go to every booth at First Monday. And this was in the 90s. And it took him seven years in the 90s to go to every booth location in First Monday, all parts of First Monday, like in seven years. Mm. And it has only gotten bigger since then. Yes. So right. please, by all means, come out. You don't got to buy money. You got to spend a damn dime while you're out there. But if you go, but come money. out there and just see the madness that it is. I like the carnival. Oh, you know what they don't. <laughs> See, this is what I'm still looking for. So, what are you looking for? It could be taste. I'm a chef, bro. What are you looking for? It could for? be taste. But when I was growing up, back when they had the regular Walmarts, outside of Minneola, Texas, they had a regular Walmart. And they had a concession stand. Like you find like you find it first one. Right. And they had, you know, corny dogs. They fried right there. Well, of course. But they had these cheese on a stick. <laughs> so, basically, it was a, a, a block of cheddar cheese you know, dipped in. Corn dog batter and deep fried right there. Yep. Now I've tried it myself to make it, and it's still. And like I said, it could be a taste from a kid, but it was delicious. And I've still not found that since. Good luck. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck. And it was probably that guy's grease. That guy probably hadn't changed his grease in twelve years. Yeah, right. That's like, typically how. You know, it. that's a dirty dog from New York, man. That's the whole point of a dirty dog. You don't change the water. In, in your hot dogs, like that's just yeah, all that. Like, if that's that's what I was about to say. <laughs> no, I'm not saying that. I mean, they were right there in front of Walmart. They probably changed the grease every week. That might be the problem. Is that every time I've had one, it had old grease in it, not new grease. Because I'm pretty sure that guy did change the grease off. I'm not gonna put that on. I mean, I'm sure he's passed away. This was you know 30, 35 years ago. But it, that that's what I'm. Anytime I see anybody offer cheese on a stick, I stop. I immediately stop. I want to see if it's has that because we all have that taste. Oh yeah, oh, oh, yeah. Something you're, you're you still need. trying to. Find I still have a whole rating system for chicken tenders at every gas station I go to. Being a transit, <laughs> I got a whole rating system for that. I you feel know, like, man. Well, hey, thank y'all for coming over today, man. I appreciate y'all uh, sitting down and trying some meat with me because you know I was always told if you drink by yourself, you're an alcoholic. <laughs> so, but if you drink with other people, you're just social. That's yeah, right, exactly. And so that's why I do these podcasts all the time drink. It's because there's people here, yeah. but even when they're not here, 
<laughs> well, I'll be here once a month. So if you ever want me back on, I'm here, bro. Like I'm down to drink it. So Claude Hayes, man, thank y'all for watching. We appreciate y'all being here. Y'all find us everywhere. We're on Spotify, LinkedIn, YouTube, everywhere. Amen. Thank y'all. Stay tuned. Hayes Division. Claude Hayes out, baby. That's it.